This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The concerns about how social media platforms may be having a negative impact on the mental health of teenagers have now brought us to an interesting moment in time. Cosmetics retailer Lush has shut down its social channels, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, all because there is obviously the concern around the issues of mental health and teenagers. In fact, Lush CEO Mark Constantine said he would be happy to lose roughly $13 million by deleting the accounts. Annie Wilson is a lecturer in the marketing department here at the Wharton School, and she joins us to give us her insight. Annie, great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is obviously an interesting story because you don't hear CEOs saying, yeah, I got no problems uh, getting rid of $13 million. What was your reaction to this story when it started to pop up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super interesting, and, I, and I'm very interested to see who's going to follow after this. Um I think what's great about um, his obvious commitment to put people over profits is the idea that this move signals a very apparent kind of genuine dedication to consumer wellness um, rather than just an interest in selling kind of artificial or hollow images of wellness, which is a really important message given the, the saturation of sort of faux wellness offerings we're seeing everywhere in the marketplace right now. Um, it aligns really well with Lush's brand image, too, in terms of their values of self-care and wellness and unwinding. Um, but I do think it's still a potentially risky move in terms of, um, you know, there, there could be positive effects on short-term loyalty and brand engagement. But it'll be interesting to see how this might affect um, long-term effects in terms of acquiring new consumers in the future. You hit on my thoughts exactly when, when I was you know preparing to talk to you about this, is, is that this truly seems to be a case of potential short-term pain for longer-term gain. I, th- I think so. I think what will be challenging for them, though, is that there is still, it smells a little bit like a PR stunt still for a lot of consumers. Um, and, and they're very adamant that this is not a PR stunt. Um, they, this is not entirely unprecedented for them, and they seem very committed to actually staying off these social media platforms this time. But I think what the challenge is going to be for them is to sustain this position and continue to reinforce it with consumers in a genuine way to prove it's not a PR stunt, um, which I think is going to be particularly difficult given it's hard to observe the absence of behavior. And so they're, they're going to have to prove that they're not doing a thing through different channels, which I think will be an interesting challenge for them in terms of reinforcing it moving forward. You bring up an interesting point a moment ago is the fact of whether or not other companies will follow a similar suit here. Yeah, I mean, I think that Lush also is going to benefit from being one of the first to do this, especially in the cosmetic industry. Um, but we are seeing kind of a trend, in, especially in beauty and fashion, of a, a turn toward more ephemeral marketing. Um, so I don't think it's impossible that other companies will follow suit, but it will be interesting to see if they do it in exactly the same way um, or if they kind of take their own uh, take on it and justification for getting off certain channels. But I think there's also an interest for a lot of companies to take power back from social media companies right now, and this could be a way to do it and also get sort of positive PR benefits. So I'm not sure this is going to be the last company that will do this. Does this add any level of pressure to the platforms themselves, who obviously have been dealing with a lot of this in in recent weeks and months? 
does it put any more pressure on them to to really get it right? There's there's already been a call for them to to really look at their processes and look at their research and and do something about it. But when you start to see companies starting to make these types of statements, I'm wondering if it if it changes the the, the pressure level at all. I think it certainly adds pressure. I'm not sure that Jeff Lush doing this is is a significant amount of pressure. I think right. it's gonna, it will take the movement of many more companies. Um, to reach some sort of tipping point where they sort of won't have a choice but to change their policies. Um, but I also think it depends a lot on whether this moves consumer behavior at all. So if if Lush does this or other companies follow suit and consumers stay on the platforms, then that's still the best way to reach them and, you know, financially beneficial to these companies. I'm not sure that it will add enough pressure. I, I mean, we've seen companies like Facebook and related organizations face lots of pressures and, and somehow come out still succeeding at the end of it. Um, so I'm not sure it's clear that it's, it's significant enough pressure. In terms of, of Lush and the other retailers uh, that are that are on the marketplace right now, making a move like this because you are concerned about what came out in the whistleblower testimony and the concerns about uh, teenage uh, mental health, Thinking about the consumer, we know that that is, you know, has been a greater focus of a lot more companies in recent years. And it seems like the importance of it continues to grow for the companies themselves, but also coming from the consumers as well. Yeah, I think that's true. And I mean, in in recent years, people have even likened some of these social media platforms to like big tobacco industries. And so I think their affiliates are, are realizing like we, we have to kind of be on the right side of history on this one. Or, you know, we have to make the stance that's going to protect people because eventually like the center is not going to hold and and we want to make sure we made the right decision. Um, I think consumers are feeling similarly. But right now, people are struggling to find the alternative ways to connect. Um, and, you know, more platforms are popping up, but um, I, I think it's going to take someone coming in with a really viable alternative that offers the same benefits um, without the risks in order to, to fully supplant some of these industries. So looking at Lush and, and their leadership, what does this mean and or say about Mark Constantine in terms of, you know, him making the call or being at the front of, of this move? Oh, I think it's great. I think when we think about marketing brand purpose, you often think about the importance of captaining, which is messaging coming from your leadership, uh, telegraphing, so signaling to people what you're actually doing um, to fulfill that brand purpose, and then sustaining, so continuing to reinforce it over time. And I think that, that Mark being on the forefront of this messaging is extremely important from a captaining perspective of, like, this is a, a top-down decision and also something that we are going to get everybody behind in the organization. And, and I, I think that adds a lot to the authenticity and the integration of the move into the brand values. It also makes me wonder, and this is a story that obviously is, has been similarly in the news in the past, is how much of this was also aided by maybe commentary by employees of Lush and, and you know that conversation within the company uh, which we know is happening at other firms as well, about these types of situations. Right. I mean, I, I obviously don't know exactly what was going on in terms of internal conversations, but I think that's a, that's a great point. And, um, you know, from the perspective of they don't want their own Facebook situation where employees come out and say, you know, hey, we knew that marketing these things was making uh, people feel bad about themselves or maybe putting pressure in terms of wellness and self-care on our consumers. Um 
I, I think there is a self-protective element of if you're going to come out and say you're a wellness brand, you need to walk the walk in terms of how you serve consumers and also um, how you're treating your employees and that your employees are behind that wellness mission. I think it's, and I think it's especially delicate in these types of industries um, where, you know, self-care and, and mental health are integral to the, to the products and services. So you expect to see these types of messages to continue to come forward, whatever the rate is, but you will see companies making these decisions about the importance of social media platforms and the impact that they have on their consumers. I think so. I think what will be difficult is to parse out kind of the genuine from the disingenuous um, behaviors of firms or the comments that they're making in terms of their practices. Um, I think that's why this move is significant because um, there's a very clear trade-off of potential profit um, for getting off of these platforms for Lush. Um, So I think companies are going to have to decide to actually make that trade-off to prove it's genuine or there's going to be some amount of work that consumers need to do to kind of parse out where it's it's just lip service versus actual uh, movement. Annie, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments today. Yeah, thank you. Annie Wilson, lecturer in the marketing department here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.